0: Everybody in this room, everybody in every room sing. We are
1: standing on the
0: sing old song to win like this. I love him. Feel like singing it one more time. I, I'm not getting nothing out of, I'm not singing it to you. I love him. Come on.
1: I love him. Give me a bass drum. Know it, shout a praise to God. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you, Jesus.
0: Praise the Lord. I'm happy in Jesus today. You can be seated. First Kings chapter 21. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel next to the palace of Ahab, King of of Samaria. And Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near next to my house. And for it I will give you a vineyard better than it. Or if it seems good to you, I'll give you its worth in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give the inheritance of my fathers to you. That's what I want to preach about. I want to talk about that mighty, mighty covenant blessing for families of the spiritual inheritance that God has for each and every one of us. The story is centered around a man named Naboth. Naboth appears in this chapter, but his origin goes back for generations of faith. His father his, father, his father's father, his father's father, his father's 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 goes all the way literally back to Abraham. His name in Hebrew, Naboth, means to sprout or to be fruitful. This is not the first time we hear of his family, for we know... Biblically, it tells us that he was from the tribe of Manasseh. Manasseh was the son of a man named Joseph. Joseph was the man who had such family crisis that it seemed impossible for his family to ever be put together. You remember it was Joseph's brothers that tried to kill him, that lied, that threw him in a pit and sent him into Egypt and let him sold him as a slave. His own family did that to him. And it was Joseph who at the end of the story looks at the same family members that had hurt him so bad and then comes the famous 50-20 rule that every family person under the sound of my voice must get the spirit of in your soul lest Satan devour and destroy your family. He looked at his family. He didn't just address this to anybody out there. He looked at the family members that had done him wrong and deeply, deeply hurt him, caused him to rot in a prison for 13 years. Ultimately, they caused it for 13 years for, for a crime he did not commit, went through hell because of them. And he looked at them and said in Genesis 50 and verse 20, He says, you meant it, family, for my evil, but God meant it for my good. We must learn to say that in family crisis. We must learn to understand that the enemy is out, Satan is out to disconnect us from our own family. He wants family to hate one another, to not speak to one another, to have nothing to do with one another because he knows the family is linked to the inheritance and the spiritual blessings of God that want to overtake you. We must learn to get the spirit of Joseph to say to family members, I see beyond flesh and blood. I do not war with flesh and blood. I see that you meant it for my evil, but God means it for my good. Genesis 49. So so Joseph already had to win a battle in his family, and when he did, the blessing kept flowing to his son named Manasseh, who became one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Interesting, this is powerful now. Joseph's father was a man named Jacob. Jacob was on his deathbed in Genesis 49, and he calls Joseph in, he called all of his sons in, and he says over Joseph a prophetic word that was different from the words that he gave his other sons. This is what he said. He said, Joseph, as he laid hands and prayed his last prayer over his child, one of his sons, he said, You shall be a fruitful vine. In other words, there's something in you, son, that is going to cause you to, in, to possess property, possess, possess land, and when you touch it, they the world will call it a green thumb. It has nothing to do with a green thumb. This is a gifting that will come into your family. I pronounce it over you by the moving of the Holy Spirit in me. You are receiving an inheritance and it will be passed from you to your son Manasseh and from Manasseh to another, to another, to another. And then we get to this man in 1 Kings chapter 21 named Naboth whose name was not picked out of a hat of many names he was given the name because it was in the family and his name is Naboth, which means to sprout or to be fruitful. And the this, and this 21st chapter starts out talking about the fact that he had such a fruitful vineyard that the king's palace butted up against his property And even though the king's property was so much more fancy and so much more uh, beautiful and taken care of and servants and everybody taking care of every detail, the Bible said that the king looked out and saw his vineyard and how prosperous that vineyard was. And he said, I want that. That is better than all my money can buy, all my wealth, all my power. I don't have that kind of fruitfulness i want that and he became the envy of the king there are blessings that can be carried from generation to generation there's no question about it and we need to pass them on that's what blessed me is when it was passed on from generation all the way down and it's not by accident don't let your godly inheritance die We must not allow the enemy to disconnect us from our own family. Satan wants to disconnect families. Get parents to not speak to children. Get children to not speak to parents. Divide husbands and wives. Disconnect them and destroy their godly inheritance. Some blessings should never die prayer should never die in a family prayers never die the bible says clearly that every tear that's shed in prayer every tear is shed in worship every prayer that's prayed god bottles them up in heaven it says that and they're stored up sometimes for generation after generation and there are some blessings that should never die Worship should never die. It should keep going and be passed from generation to generation. Worshiping together as a family in God's house on Sunday should never end. It should never, ever have a generation that doesn't show up. It ought to happen. It's critical to the family. Giving and tithing and honoring God in financial giving, it should never end. It should never stop in a family. The reason I'm blessed is I had a daddy and a granddaddy and granddaddies and Sharice had grandparents and parents and people for generations they tithe. I do have an advantage. I do have, I believe that God, it's, do you know that the Bible said that God gave credit to a guy named Levi? One of, the, one of the twelve tribes gave credit to Levi because Abraham paid tithes and God gave credit generations later to a kid named, it was in Levi's genes. Blessing was in his genes. Some blessings should never die. Prayer, giving, worship. Cooking, 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 cooking should be passed on, sports should be passed on, music should be passed on. Preaching should be passed on. Business uh, ability, entrepreneurship, dreaming, and all of that, it should be passed on. Kindness should be passed on. Transmit it to the children. Pass it on. Make sure you're passing something on. The only reason God has given you children is to perpetuate the kingdom of God on the earth. He did not give you children to dress them up so they would be cute. He gave you children so the kingdom of God would continue for another generation and another generation. Pass it on and don't let your godly inheritance die. He didn't give you sons and daughters just to have them. Naboth was fruitful because it was passed down as his spiritual inheritance. It was prophesied. It was passed down. And when the king looked at his vineyard and became envious of it, he didn't know there was more to it than just a good gardener. It was the fact that God had given that land to that family. God had said, I'll prosper what your hand touches, and it became fruitful and so powerful and so m- multiplied and, and, and was so beautiful in the king's eyes that he thought, I've got to have it. The Bible said he could not sleep. He would toss and turn and walk to the window and see that property, even though he had all the hills that he could see in every direction and every everything that he owned was so much greater. But he said, I'll buy it from you. I'm offering you money. I'm offering you wealth like you. I'll give you a another farm that's got thousands of acres more you'll be such a big deal I'll do this and I'll do that and I love this great great lesson that Naboth had in his response listen to his words again God forbid that I should sell out what my father has handed down to me That verse moves me. I can't sell you this vineyard. It is not for sale. The worship in my family was passed down from generation to generation. The Pentecostal outpouring of the Holy Spirit has been passed down from generation to generation. The blessings of God, the knowledge, prayer, worship, I still remember my father singing before he would preach. I still, all of that, what I just did, I didn't do it for that. I didn't do it in the first service, but I did it in this service because I felt it. And my daddy taught me that. How does he know what song to sing? It's in my spiritual inheritance to be led. I watch my father be led. I watch my mother be led. I watch them move in the power of the Holy Ghost. I watch them lay hands on people. It's in me. I can't help but do it if you'll be led by the Spirit. He's put a blessing in your family. It may be different from my family's blessing, but there's something that you will absolutely explode with fruitfulness if you will let God Use what he put in your spiritual DNA and physical DNA to be manifest. I guess what I'm trying to preach to you is it's in the family, and something in you has to say, I've got to get it in my kids. I've got to. I I can't allow bickering spirits. I can't allow uh, rivalries. I can't allow mess to get in here and mess this family up because the enemy uses that stuff to disconnect family from family. So the blessing cannot be received. Guard your inheritance. Maintain your inheritance. Wake up. It's in the family. And the Bible said... That Naboth killed, Naboth was killed by King Ahab because his wife Jezebel said, why are you worrying about it? Just go kill him and take it. And God got so upset when somebody touched the family inheritance that he had blessed that family with that he had poured into that family, that the Scripture said that God used a prophet to prophesy, and the prophet said the dogs will lick up your blood because you messed with a godly inheritance. The dogs, they won't even be able to open your coffin when I get through with you. Dogs, are, you read the story of how he and Jezebel died. It's horrible. The Bible said they were attacked by wild dogs, and the dogs ate them, and there was nothing left but their hands, their feet, and their head. You don't want to show that. Keep the coffin closed. Brothers and sisters, you better not mess with the inheritance and the anointing that's on a family. When God lays his hand on a family and blesses a family, it is a powerful thing. And God takes note of the enemies of that inheritance. Maintain your godly inheritance. Everybody shout the word inheritance. When we're connected, one can put a thousand to flight. But two in a family can put 10,000 to flight. God wants families to hold it together. He wants marriages to hold it together. He wants dads and moms and grandparents and families and aunts and on. Hold it together to the, to the amount that you hold it together. Determine the amount of blessing that can come onto your life. That's why forgiveness is not an option. What you meant, come on now, I'm preaching today. What you meant for my evil, I see your little tactics, Satan. I know, I don't fall for it. What you meant for my evil, Dad, who left and wasn't there. What you meant for my evil, God meant it for my good. I refuse to hate you. I refuse to be bitter against you. When you do, God says, everything's in check. Open up the heavens and send the blessing. Hallelujah. You say, well, you don't understand, Pastor. Yeah, I do understand. What I'm saying to you is we need to get that word inheritance in our vocabulary. Our children were not born to satisfy our parental instinct. They were born to carry out the principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ to another generation. And God has a long-range plan for your family. Yes, he does. God has a long, and that's what the enemy wants to disconnect and mess up. God has a long range plan for your family. Don't curse your own seed. Don't curse your own family. Well, you don't know what my sons do, and you don't know what my daughters do, and it's just terrible. They, they, they may not be the best, but they were the best that you could do. Because they came from you. So before I want to just throw my kids away, I have to say, well, they're the best that I could produce. Y'all a dead bunch this morning. Don't curse them, bless them is what I'm trying to tell you. Bless them because the blessing is stronger than a season of disobedience and rebellion. The blessing is stronger. The blessing is mightier maintain your godly inheritance maintain it hold on to it i won't sell it for money that's what naboth ne- said naboth said he listened to his answer he said you don't understand he said i want it for my sons this property, everything God's given me, it's going to my sons and my, my family. This is, going, this is our inheritance. It was given to me by my father and it was given to my father by his father. And you want to just come in with money and take the, what God has given us? I've got to pass it on. And Jezebel set up Naboth, sent two false witnesses, killed his sons too. Listen to me. The law said that if Naboth died, it would go to his sons. It was a male-dominated society, and it would go to his sons. But the Scripture said that not only did Jezebel have assassins kill Naboth and his wife, but killed his two sons. It was a decisive attempt of Satan to destroy the generational blessing It went all the way back from Manasseh to Joseph to Jacob and then ultimately to Naboth and now Satan is attacking that family with such hatred, with such vengeance that he's saying, I'm going to stop this generational blessing at this generation. I'm going to kill Naboth, the fruitful one, and I'm going to kill his children, his two sons too, and that'll end it and Ahab will take over the property. And God said, "Oh no, you will not." Naboth died before he would give it up. It was too precious. And they killed the boys, and all the children of a covenant family become prime targets. Ahab. the Bible said, was part of the blessing at one point in 1 Kings 16 and 13. It said he gave up his inheritance when he married Jezebel. Do you know what can mess your spiritual inheritance up? You can give up your inheritance when you marry the wrong person. You can greatly hinder it. Who you marry can mess up your inheritance. He married the high priestess of Baal. Her name was Jezebel. He was raised in the faith, taught the Torah, memorized the first five books of the Old Testament, memorized scriptures, went to the temple, offered burnt sacrifices to Jehovah God, prayed to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then he fell in love with Miss Jezebel, the high priestess, the highest priest to the Baal God that offered human sacrifices and can you imagine? Can you imagine who you marry can mess up the inheritance? Well, I'm, I, I just feel like I'm in love with them, and I know they don't. I just feel it. I just feel it. Well, well, well let me tell you, marriage is not feeling it. Marriage is work. Marriage, how in the world can you be married to someone who has another God or no God, no interest in prayer, no interest in worship, no interest in God's house, no interest in anything that you know is right, and yet you're going to marry them? Marriage is rolling up your sleeves and going to work. And there's an amazing story in the book of Numbers, the 20, 27th chapter, I think it is. And, and, and this story is about the fact that there was no opening for women to receive the inheritance unless they were married. And there were five daughters in the time of Moses. Their father was killed and they did not have a brother and therefore, under the law, there was no provision for the five single daughters to receive the inheritance. I, I want them to throw this up because it's important. Then came the daughters of Zolephid, the son of Hepher, the son of Gilead, the son of Mecher, the son of Manasseh. Oh, oh and our, haven't we been talking about that? from the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph. And these were the names of his daughters. Now, if you are pregnant and you need a good family name, here comes some, especially if you've got girl, a girl on the way. Mela, Noah, Hogla. She'll love you the rest of your life when you give her that name. You could call her Piggy for short. Mela. Noah, Hagla, Milka, and Tizah, Trizah, Tirzah. Now I, want you, I don't have time to show you all this, but this happened. You can read it for yourself later. Let me tell you what happened. This is a beautiful, this is, this is when God joined the ERA. <laughs> he did. Watch this. Women had no rights if their daddy died or their brother didn't inherit it. And and usually they would come up under him and be taken care of that way. But if these girls were all single and they had not been married and the dad died and the law said that they had no right to the inheritance of the land and these girls got together, and I could see them in my mind. I could see them in my mind. They're sitting around the table, and they said, this just ain't right. I, I could see her old Tezra, she's, Tesla. She said, she said, this ain't right. This ain't right. And I, I could hear the other one, Mila. She spoke up. You know, it's not right. This just isn't fair. And then old Hogler boy, when she got in it, she, she spoke up. She said, you know, we ought to do something about this. And all five of them got so stirred up. And I, you can read it. Maybe they can support this while I preach. But but the Bible said they went down and w- walked right. Do you understand? Women were not allowed to go into the temple, were not allowed to walk up to the high priest, were not allowed to walk up to the prophet Moses. The Bible said they walked right up to the temple. Right, right there it is. They stood before Moses and Eliar the priest. Can you see those five girls? They walked right in and they said, This just ain't right. This This is not right. I know it's not in the book, but it's not right. It's not fair. And Moses was so wise because he saw, and and all the priests are looking, and all the elders are looking, God and everybody's looking, and these girls all stirred up, and they're single girls, and they're upset because they had not had time to get married, and nobody's going to get the inheritance. And, 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 And you know what? The Bible said, and Moses said, I'll talk to God about it. In other words, Moses did what every man ought to do when you're being confronted with a stirred up woman. He said, let me pray about it. <laughs> Boy, what a, great, what a great response. Let me pray about it. I'm going to pray about that. And you know what? He went, I love these girls. These are gutsy girls. I said, this ain't right. This ain't right. You know what God said? God said to Moses, you know what? They're right. Give it to them. But put one stipulation, one little stipulation. Let them know that if they hook up with the wrong person, they can lose their inheritance. They must marry in the tribe. That's not a racial thing. It's a spiritual thing. You can't be mixing. Can you see Ahab walking in trying to worship God? And there is Jezebel and she's having a seance and she's got tarot cards and she's drawn a hexagram and she's got a crystal ball and she's spreading blood and feathers and bones and throwing bones and trying to tell the future and giving herself over to incantation and manifesting demons. All in mixing. Turn to somebody and say, God, don't. Mix. I know I'm in bad English today, but I feel like preaching right here. God, don't mix. You got to guard your inheritance. And when you're marrying somebody, the number one question ought to be Do you love Jesus? Will you honor him? Will you serve him? Will you build a home that will be glorifying of the Lord Jesus Christ? Will you raise babies in the faith with me? Hallelujah. Because when you hook up with the wrong people, you tarnish the inheritance. What should have took one year, God won't remove the blessing off of you, but what should have took one year may take 10 years. may not even hit your generation. It may have to come through another generation. God has the best for you. Don't mess up. Your inheritance, shout my inheritance, is connected to God. My inheritance is connected to obedience to this book. And when I obey it and when I connect to him, I'm part of the family of God and nothing can block the blessing. The Bible said that Jezebel killed Naboth and his sons. And Jezebel and Ahab died one of the most horrifying, brutal, tragic deaths and so did their two sons and one daughter. God cursed that family because they touched a godly inheritance in another family. Property in ancient Israel was considered something holy and powerful. We don't think of it that way, but even in... To this day in, in rabbis and Jewish culture, it's, it's understood that homes and property are spiritual things that families are to possess and pass on for generations because God has a long-range plan. There are some things money cannot buy. Some things shouldn't die with you. You got a gift? You got a talent in sports or something? You know, I I follow some of our people and I noticed one of them this weekend, a young man that grew up in this church and now he's on the PGA Tour. He's here every Sunday. Mitch Ralston and his precious wife, I married them. I married them. And now they got a son that... Graduated from the University of Georgia full scholarship, playing golf, and now he's on the PGA Tour, and and I was so proud. But I remember, I remember how that Mitch, who was a golf player, Mitch would 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 go out and. And his gift is, I mean, he, he's a banker, but he loves he loves golf. And he, taught, he poured into those two boys, poured in his gift, poured into, and now here's the boy, and in, 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 in he's doing amazing. He's doing amazing. And it's just a kid, maybe 22, 23 years old, just graduated from the University of Georgia and already hitting it. Pour it into him. Some things shouldn't die with you. If you know how to, think and know how to dream and know how to do business pour it into somebody for me the sax shouldn't die with me it shouldn't i can play the sax i'm not average i'm very good on the sax i can hang with anybody i play i can play with anybody i can and i'm not bragging but i i can now what can i say And, you know, my little granddaughter, one of my little granddaughters, Elliot, every Sunday they come in the back door and come up the steps and come running into my office in between services usually. And and then I'll have to leave and I'll go in and kind of get myself together in a little quiet room. But they always come in. We hug and kiss and all that. And usually my saxophone is in the other room. And I go in this other room or I have to go somewhere and do something. And she will every Sunday, like a magnet, if her parents don't watch her real good, she will gravitate toward that saxophone. She's a little bitty thing, about four years old. She'll gravitate, she'll take the cap off, she'll put her mouth on that mouthpiece. It's got a little wood reed that is so delicate, so important and she will chip it and break it every Sunday. I never know what I'm going to get. When they hand me that horn, my greatest fear is not, can I play this song? I don't even think about the song. My, my deal is, what has Elliot done? The moment my tongue touches that little mouthpiece, I know if it's rigid, uh, oh God, Elliot got a hold of this one. It might not play. And, you know, I, I was thinking about that, and I kind of got on Courtney not too long ago. I said, you've got to control your child. You cannot let that child. I, 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 and the Lord convicted me this weekend, and he said, how do you know that I don't want you to die with saxophone and take it to the grave, but maybe she loves that horn so much that by the age of 12, you could pour everything inside of her that you know, every lick, every scale, every bit of knowledge that you've learned for playing since you were 12. Put it in her before she's 12. What about you? Some things shouldn't die. Bill, the piano shouldn't be buried when you're buried. That's why he teaches, and he's been teaching for years and years and years. Shouldn't die. Shouldn't die. The Christian inheritance, listen now, i close with this, is based on a relationship with the family of God the closer you get to jesus the more inheritance you get when you become born again god becomes your father and the closer you get to jesus the closer you draw to jesus all the inheritance of everything it i mean i mean We need to get a mentality that is so much bigger and broader than we we act like we're guilty if God blesses us. God says, you don't get it. I I died to break the curse off of you and your family. I want to bless you exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. But the problem is you're not connected to Jesus. When you don't have Jesus are not in the family of God and when you're not in the family you miss your inheritance and it's for you and it's for your children and I was out walking in the woods yesterday and it was one of the most special days of my life I'm not over exaggerating I don't know what was going on in my little prayer place in the woods where I walk trails and pray and have for 30 years plus. Yesterday was the most beautiful presence of God that I have felt in a long, long, long time. And I had the Lord challenge me, and I just walk along, and I pray, and I study my message, and preach my message to the pine cones, and the squirrels, and to myself, and just kind of go through it, and, and just try to feel, and prepare, and as I was walking through those trails, I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord started hitting me and speaking to me and reminding me of who my daddy was, Billy Franklin, and my mom, Katie Franklin, sitting down here on the second row and who their daddies were and who their mamas were. Spiritual inheritance. Satan thinks that me and Sharice, her inheritance, her mother, her stepdad, amazing family roots, Pentecost and power of the Holy Spirit flowing through that family. We got together. We could have cut it off. We could have done something else with our life. We could have done this, could have done that, but we decided we're going to receive the spiritual inheritance that all those people stored up, and and now we're in ministry. Now the next generation comes along, and they have to make the same decision. Will we serve the Lord? And I heard the Lord say two things to me in my spirit. I know when he speaks to me. He said one thing to me. He said, "Uh, I know his voice. uh, How do you know it? I don't know. It's like my mother. If my mother calls, she didn't have to say, Jensen, this is Katie Franklin. I live on such and such an address. Do you remember me? No. The moment she speaks, I know her voice. And I heard the Lord say to me yesterday, "Uh, would you like a 15-year plan? You turn 60 this year, don't you? Are you done? Or would you like to receive the spiritual inheritance? And the Lord convicted me and said, if you'll draw near to me, I'll give you a vision that will be at least for the next 15 years of your life. And I don't know if I'll live that long. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, he said, I'll give you a vision. And if you don't carry it out, somebody that you're close to will. I said, yes, Lord. And I was overwhelmed. And then I started talking to the Lord about some personal things in my family. And I asked him and said, why and how and this and that. And I was telling him all the things that I probably don't see any way of this changing, that happening, this being different. And so help me if I've ever heard from God in my life. I heard the Lord say these words in my spirit when I did. It was over. He said, the devil is, no, let me give you the right, Satan, his exact word, Satan is a liar. The spiritual inheritance that you have is so much powerful than any manifestation of the enemy in your family satan is a liar and i don't know why but that just set it up that just made it right that just gave me what i needed i needed to hear that satan is if he's saying it he's a liar if he's decreeing it and manifesting it he's a liar and if i'll hold on to the inheritance
1: if I'll maintain the inheritance God will bring it to pass I'll leave the how up to him I'll leave the when up to him but Satan is a liar raise your hands you say my son's on drugs my daughter's lost my kid's gay you don't understand but Satan is a liar throw your hands up and say, God, I receive the blessing. I receive the inheritance. Come on. Come on. Come on. Receive it today. At every campus, watching online, throw your hands up and say, Satan is a liar. If he's got one of your kids, say, Satan is a liar. If he's messed up your marriage, say, Satan is a liar. Marriage, say, Satan is a liar. He's got a blessing. He's got an inheritance. You may be a single mother like those five women. God says, it won't hurt. It won't hinder my blessing. I'll bend the rules for you. I'll break the rules for you if I have to. If you'll believe, if you'll ask, if you'll seek me. Lift your hands and say, I agree. So be it. Amen. Amen. Satan is a liar. I don't know what he's done to your family. He's told somebody it'll never be whole. It'll never be fixed. You'll never speak again. It'll never happen. But Satan is a liar.
0: A family member around you, throw your arm around them right now. And if you don't, then that's all right. You represent your family here today. Receive this today. Receive what I'm preaching today. Receive the spiritual inheritance today. Make up your mind if you are another generation You're at a deciding point now. God's not requiring perfection. God doesn't want to take life from you. He wants to give it to you. He's got the long-range plan for your life. And it's all going to work out. You don't understand it. You can't put any sense to it. But God has a long-term plan for every one of our families. And here's what I hear. Satan is a liar. Reach over and put your arm around them and say, we receive it, 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 we receive it. We receive it. Just begin to flow, sing that again. Just begin, just begin to flow, just begin to flow, just begin to flow, we receive it. Come on, get desperate about it, get like those girls. This ain't right. What hell's trying to do to our inheritance, it's not right. What hell's trying to do to my grandchildren, it's, it's just not right. What hell's trying to do to my family is just not right. What he's trying to do to our marriage is just not right. This just ain't right. So, so, so you have not because you ask not because when they started asking when they started getting in the presence going into the temple even though people said you can't have it God said you can have it even though the law said you can't have it God said you can have it so just now receive it if one can chase a thousand two ten thousand lay your hands and bless them bless your
1: seed. bless your children call their names out
0: Now, now i feel i feel great great constraining of the spirit that if the enemy has attacked your family And when I say Satan is a liar, something in you comes to full attention because you know you've heard his whispers. Uh, he's going to do this, that. It'll never change. There's no hope. But the Lord gave me that word, not only for me, it was heavily for me, but it's also for you. And he knew you would be hearing my voice this very moment. And the Lord, word of the Lord to you is Satan is a liar concerning your family they will serve they will will it they will want it they will choose to serve the lord everyone who feels that get out of your seat and come stand down here throw up your hands and say
1: i stand on that promise for the rest of my life for the rest of my life for the rest of my life. Get a burden. If you got a family member lost, get a burden again. Satan is a liar. It's not going to stay that way. Satan is a liar. So get a burden. Get that spirit of those five daughters that says, this ain't right. This ain't right. This ain't right. This ain't right. This has got to change, and God says, I'll back it up. Come on.
0: Come on, guys. Where's my, my mother? Somewhere over here. I saw her during she's she still here? Come up here, Mom. 86 years young. I go by every morning, I get a chance, and she's already got her Bible open, already been with the Lord, already called her children's name out, her grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Thank you for a godly inheritance. Thank you for that. It's more to me than silver and gold. So much more, so much more. And I know my whole family, my brothers and sisters, just, we're so thankful for you. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about you. Thank God for you. We don't talk like this all the time, but to you, but she is a precious, precious, precious woman. And mom, the Lord told me yesterday, I won a battle yesterday, Jesus did, Calvary did. And I'm telling you, I won a battle yesterday. Something got settled in my soul. I heard the Lord say concerning situations, Satan is a liar.
1: That's
0: all I need. That's all I need is a word from the Lord. I can, I'll be all right now. I know when God says it. Ain't no hope so, wonder so when God says it. You know when He says it. And Satan is a liar. Praise God. Praise God. Isn't that victory? Don't you feel victory in the air? Don't you feel victory in the air? You say, well, mental illness, Pastor, mental illness. Satan is a liar. I know that stuff is real. I I do not minimize it. It's very real. But Satan is a liar. Whatever God has to do, he doesn't have enough roadblocks to stop the blessing. And I just want you to pray over the people. Speak, speak the the word of God over the people. Just pray over them, over their families, because we're so blessed.
2: You got something to say? Well, this morning at six, when I <laughs> this morning at six, I believe it's about six, six thirty, when I went down to have and talk to the Lord about this service today. I had an unusual assurance that he was going to be here in a special way. And he is, he's in the house today. He said, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the house of the Lord. So if you want your family to flourish for the kingdom and for God, Bring them to the house of God. He said, they that are planted in the house of God will flourish. They shall bring forth their fruit in the season, their fruit, their spiritual fruit. So he's here today. But he was in my house when I went downstairs and sat down and opened his word. He came near, and I said, Lord, what are you going to do today in the house? Give everybody that it is planted in the house today a revival in their home. Bring their families in. Bring their families in and i'm so thankful for my son for all five of my children that love god and are in the work of the lord and witnessing nearly i'm sure every day of their life of the goodness of god god has been good to me he has been good to me and he's no respected person Remember, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in his house.
0: And and, and, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know when that is passed on? It's not when you're on top of the world necessarily, but it's what your family watches you do when you go through the darkest, deepest valleys of your life and yet you are sitting there in so many words saying, all my life you have been faithful. You may be suffering, you may be burying your husband, you may be, but you're you're sitting there saying, he's still good. Crying and smiling, but he's still good. That's the kind of stuff, that's what I'm preaching today spiritual inheritance that is priceless. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching by Jensen Franklin, and thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Your prayers and financial support make these programs possible. For more information about this message and other ministry resources, visit us online at jensenfranklin.tv.